Praise ye the Lord. Glory to God in the highest. Precious Father, we bless you today. We thank you again for your abundant mercies, Father. Your compassions which are new every morning, Father. We we are grateful, Daddy. Daddy, we call upon you today, Lord that you help us again today, Lord. Because without you, we can't do anything. Help us to understand. Help us to rightly divide your word. Help us to speak your truth. Help us, Father. Help us, Father. Help us to obey your word, Father. Help us. And I pray that none of us will after hearing your word, return the same way, but rather will be returned, transformed, Father, because we have met with you and have heard your words. Thank you, Father. Take charge today and always, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you, beloved. God bless you. This is Brother Joshua again. By the mercies of God, we're going to pick up where we stopped at the last episode. We were talking about, still talking about saints, but we're comparing uh, two parallel dreams and visions in the book of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 2, the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had and he forgot that Daniel gave him as God gave to Daniel. And the dream that Daniel himself had, and we spoke how both dreams point to the fact that there are going to be five kingdoms that are ruling that are going to rule over the earth, I should say. In in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, it was a kingdom of gold, number one, number two, silver, number three, brass, number four, iron, with clay mixed in uh, at a certain time. And five is the non-man-made stone mountain that shall cover the whole earth and we also saw in Daniel's dream in his case it wasn't um, inanimate objects that were used you know gold, silver, iron clay, no animated objects are what his dreams uh 
utilize the, the dream God gave to him, the dream and the vision. Because those five kingdoms were represented as a lion, number one, with wings, eagle's wings, number two, a bear, number three, a four-headed leopard with foul wings, number four, a ten-horned beast, but number five, the saints of the Most High take over the kingdom. Now, we see, beloved, in, uh, I'll pull out those scriptures real quick. Again, it may sound repetitious, but please, repetition has its benefit. Uh, it's part of the ways I learned, by the way. Um, I, I don't know if that that will help you also, but it helps me a lot. Daniel chapter 2, verse 34, these are the some of the key scriptures we read thou sawest till a stone was cut out without hands which smote the image upon his feet that was of iron and clay and break them in pieces 35 then was the iron the clay brass silver gold broken to pieces let me uh, to the end of that verse 35 it says and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the earth so there was gold that ruled the earth. Then there was silver that ruled the earth. Then there was brass that ruled the earth. Then there was iron that ruled the earth. And in the time iron was ruling the earth, iron and clay were mixed together towards the end of the time that iron was ruling the earth. But after that, a stone that was not cut with hands came and destroyed those other jokers and the stone became a big mountain, a stone mountain and ruled the earth. Now, we see, don't forget now, it says it became a great mountain, Daniel 2.35. But I want us to see Isaiah 2 and 2 the Bible says, It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. So he's saying that there will be other mountains, other edifices of power, other edifices of authority and so forth. Whatever the mountain represents. A, a mountain is... Uh, is formidable in terms of size, structure, resistance to change. I mean, in, 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 in my ethnic group, we have a name that means a mountain does not fall. <laughs> you, you, you know, a, a mountain is, is wide at the base and narrow at the top. You know, how does something like that tip over and fall? It's not going to happen. So, Isaiah 2 and 2 says, The Lord's mountain, which is, or let me say it exactly the way it says, it says, The mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. So, the Lord's house, thank you, Jesus, is a mountain. In fact, it's 
the mountain that is going to be established on top of the other mountains. So that stone mountain that we saw in Daniel chapter 2, verse 3, the stone that small image became a great mountain, that mountain, according to Isaiah 2 and 2, is the Lord's house that grew into that great mountain. Beloved, I, ho I, I hope you follow. Mm -hmm. The Lord's house is the mountain that is established in the top of the mountains. So that is a mountain of gold. Whatever gold represents. Whether it's money, whether it's uh, power, whatever it represents. Whether it's a mountain of silver, whether it's a mountain of brass, whether it's a mountain of iron, whether it's a mountain of clay. The mountain of the Lord's house will trump all those mountains and be on top of them. We're still talking about saints, beloved. We're still talking about saints. Just bear with me. Now, verse Isaiah 28, 16 says, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a, what? Foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Hallelujah. A sure foundation. And he that believeth shall not make haste. Okay? Now, beloved, what is that cornerstone? The cornerstone is the stone Daniel saw that was cut without hands. It wasn't man-made. The stone just appeared. Jesus was not born with the seed of man. This is God's hand only. But that stone, that is the tried stone, that is the chief cornerstone, now becomes a huge mountain. But like we just read, Isaiah 2 and 2 says, that mountain is the Lord's house. But what is the Lord's house? The Lord's house is a collection of stones built on the cornerstone. Let's go read it again. First Peter chapter 2, verse 3 to 6. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Verse 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious, you also, as lively stones, are what? Built up a spiritual house. Built up a spiritual house. Isaiah 2 and 2. The mountain of the Lord's house. So, 
according to Nebuchadnezzar's dream where the stone becomes a huge mountain, beloved is talking about Christ and those that are his. The lively stones, living stones that have been fashioned like him to build this great mountain. Mm-hmm. I hope you get that. Then, then, Daniel 7, in the similar uh, dream that Daniel has, Daniel 7, verse 17, if I can get it real quickly, Daniel 7, 17 says, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. Verse 18, But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And possess the kingdom forever and ever. So, whether it's a lion, whether it's the bear, whether it's the leper, whether it's a beast of dreadful descriptions, the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom from them all. Beloved, after all the fightings and the wars and killings and backbiting and betrayals and schemings and lying and cheating and every other ungodly act, every other vice, every other sin and iniquity, after doing all that to, quote-unquote, get ahead, quote-unquote, be successful and fulfill man's loss, beloved, in the end, in the end, that's the end end, the permanent end, not the changing end. <laughs> in the end, that stays the end for eternity. In the end, the saints and the saints alone are the possessors of the kingdom, the rulers of the kingdom, the owners of the kingdom. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those that were chasing gold and were chasing silver and were chasing brass and were chasing iron and were chasing clay, clay meaning man, trusting in man, scheming with man. All those that leaned on all those things will not have the kingdom at the end. They will have it temporarily for some time, but in the end, end, it is the saints that shall possess the kingdom. It is the saints. But beloved, that shouldn't surprise us because according to Genesis 14, from verse 14, it is completely synchronized with God's will. Let's see, let's see Genesis 14, verse 14 to 19. And when Abram 
heard that his brother was taking captives. Is here speaking about Lot. He armed his strange servants born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedolama and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale. Listen now, verse 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Mm. Verse 21. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. 22. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the Possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a tread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say I have made Abraham rich. Beloved, who is the Possessor of heaven and earth? God. So we see that the Possessor gave his possession to the people that he possesses. Yes, sir. Don't forget now, we in an earlier episode, we spoke from Revelations, the book of Revelations, that God is the King of Saints. The King of Saints. So he is given the kingdom as a perpetual possession to the saints of the Most High. Not to the lion, not to the bear or the leopard or the beast, not to gold, not to silver or to brass, not to iron or clay, is given the kingdom to his saints. And that is an everlasting possession by which they will possess the kingdom. Beloved, we are talking about saints. Beloved, the question I'm going to have to ask myself and ask you, my brother, and ask you, my sister, the question, beloved, is this. Have we allowed the Lord to fully possess us? 
Have we allowed the Lord to fully possess us? Yes, He's Savior, but is He Lord, Lord? Beloved, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 19 to 22, it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. Mm-hmm. He knows who are His. Beloved, that's scary. He knows who are His. Yes, he knows who are his. And he says, And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Beloved, it's a contradiction in terms to say we are believers and still be in iniquity. Beloved, is a scary thing to Say we belong to the Lord, but it's the Lord that knows who He is. Verse 20, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. It says, but in a great house. Remember now, we've been speaking about the house of the Lord, the mountain of the Lord's house that shall be exalted above other mountains. This is that great house that fills the whole earth. But in a great house he says they are not only vessels of gold and of silver but also of wood and of earth and he says and some to honor and some to dishonor but he throws it back to us beloved verse 21 if a man therefore purge himself of these of these iniquities Purge ourselves of these. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Verse 22, flee also youthful loss, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. Beloved, from this scripture in Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 19-22, we see that even in the house of God, we have spoken about this before, but it is good to repeat it here when we're talking about saints, that in the house of God, the great house of God, there are varying levels of honor. There are varying levels of honor dishonor there are varying levels of usage beloved varying levels of honor it talks about gold and silver vessels unto and it says some are to honor and some are to dishonor beloved the 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 honor of gold is greater than the honor of silver you can have a gold cup on a gold plate like uh, Belshazzar in the book of Daniel was drinking with the gold cup of the house of God 
and they were honoring the so-called gods of gold and silver and so forth. So gold has a certain honor. You have the honor of silver. Silver has a certain honor. And you have the honor of, of brass or bronze. That has a certain honor. Uh, it is lower. Uh, there was a king that when the gold shields in the house of God were removed, he made shields of brass, uh, brass or bronze. There was a king in Israel that did that. Uh, let's see that quickly. Beloved, we see that in Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 9 to 10. Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 9 to 10, the Bible says, So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took all. He carried away also the shields of gold which Solomon had made. In verse 10, we now see, Instead of which king Rehoboam made shields of brass and committed them to the hands of the chief of the guard that kept the entrance of the king's house. So we see, back to our Second Timothy 2, uh, verse 19 to 22, that there are varying degrees of honor. There's gold, there's silver, you can have brass. And there are also varying degrees of dishonor. Mm. And we see that uh, very aptly laid out in Luke 12, verse 42 to 48. Luke 12, 42, 48 to 48. And the Bible says uh, there was a, uh, let me just read through it quickly. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise servant whom his Lord shall make ruler of his household to give, him their, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing of a truth, I tell you, who will make him ruler over all he has. Beloved, don't forget now we're talking about saints. We're saying that saints bring forth the hundredfold yield to God's word. They, they are your A-plus student, if you will. By the mercies of God, by the grace of God. And we see here in Luke 12, there is a certain servant that when the Lord comes, he finds him doing what he's supposed to be doing. Hallelujah. And he says in verse 44 of Luke 12, he will make him ruler over all. Ruler over all. That's one kind of a servant. In the house of God. One kind of a steward. In the house of God. There's another kind. In verse 45. The Bible says. But and if that servant say in his heart. My Lord delays his coming. And shall begin to beat the men servants. And maidens. And to eat and drink. And to be drunken. The Lord of that servant will come in a day. When he looketh not for him. And at an hour when he's not aware, and will cut him asunder, and will appoint his portion with the unbelievers. There is another kind of servant we find in verse 45 to verse 46 of Luke 12, that though he was in the house of God, when the Lord comes, he's going to give him his judgment like that of the unbeliever. He's going to be cast out, and we 
is going to be counted with the unbelievers. This person will be lost forever. Though he was in the house of God, there is yet another kind of honor or dishonor we see in verse 47. The Bible says, Jesus says, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. There is is a third kind of servant in the house of the Lord, a third kind of steward in the house of the Lord. Yes, they had God's seed, they had God's will, but did not prepare themselves to do his will and did not do his will, but they knew his will. And the Lord says they shall be beaten with many stripes. Now, however you want to interpret that, it doesn't say that this one will have his portion with unbelievers, but there is some severe punishment that will be meted out to this servant. There is a yet a fourth kind again of steward in the house of God. The Bible says in verse 48, And he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. Again, this servant, this steward, Jesus doesn't say that this one will be cast out, that this one will have his portion with unbelievers. No, he says concerning this one, that this one didn't have knowledge, that this one didn't do, uh, didn't didn't know uh, what he ought to do, but he did, however, do things that he ought not to do that were worthy of stripes. But this one, unlike the one in verse 47 that was beaten with many stripes, this one will be beaten with few stripes. Uh, but beloved, we see, therefore, that there is gradation in the house of God. There's the one that he made ruler over all. And there's the one that barely made it, uh, that was beaten with many stripes. And there's the one that was also barely made it, that was beaten with few stripes. And there's another one that didn't make it, though he was in the house, was cast out of the house. Uh, Beloved, your saints, the saints of God, have dared to believe. They have dared to believe. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, Colossians. They have dared to believe Colossians chapter 1 from verse 9. The Bible says in Colossians 1 verse 9, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Remember those that servant that did not know his will, uh, but the, the one that did please him in Luke 12, uh, verse 43, did know his will because he was doing what this, his master wanted him to be doing. Uh, forgive me, beloved, I'm jumping back and forth. But Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire you might be filled, Paul is praying, with the knowledge of his will. The starting point is to know God's will. And he says, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Beloved, it's a 
possibility in the kingdom of God. Uh, but beloved, do you want it? Do you hunger to know his will? Uh, because with knowledge of his will comes responsibility, my beloved. Uh, with knowledge of his will comes responsibility. It says, Paul says, I pray that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, in all spiritual understanding. Why? Beloved, that is the only way, verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Oh, yes, sir. All pleasing means, you know, all his will. Because he's been revealed to you because he made provision for that in the scheme of things. He says that we might walk worthy of the Lord, Colossians 1.10, unto all pleasing, bring fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Beloved, I'm preaching to myself. I hunger this for myself. Verse 11 says, Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience. Remember what we read in the book of Revelations that this is the patience and the faith of saints. Yes, yes, there's a certain patience that saints have. There's a certain faith that saints have. Yes, there's uh, the prayer here, Paul is praying, Colossians chapter 1 verse 11, that will be strengthened with all might, according not our flesh, not ourselves, but according to God's glorious power. He has already made provision for it unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Yes, 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 yes. It's not all it's not all candy and sugar, beloved. There's long suffering with it, but with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet to be partakers of what? The inheritance of the saints in light. Yes. You see, these are the ones that God has fully possessed. Fully possessed them. Because he has fully possessed them. They will possess fully all that he has. Beloved, it is they that know their God. Not superficially. Not on the surface, not casually. No. It is they that know their God. That is why Paul's, Paul cried in the book of Philippians, Oh, that I may know him. Because it is they that know their God that shall be strong and do exploits. Beloved, we are called to be saints. Let us ask the Lord to help us to respond to that call. God bless you, beloved. In Jesus' mighty name.